0: Welcome to Spinning Out. I'm your host, Josh Robbins. This is a podcast where we talk to guests about their favorite albums. Today we're talking with my Patreon co-host and editor of the pod, Sarah Blumenthal. We sat down to talk about Juliana Theory's second album, Emotion is Dead. We've been having a lot of fun with episodes on the Patreon, so we decided to try and bring it to the main feed a little more often. In the past, we would give you a little sneak peek every 10 episodes, but figured why not cut that in half and bring you one every five or so episodes. On that note, check out the Patreon. That's patreon.com spinningoutpod. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month or more, and you'll get an exclusive episode every week. Like I mentioned, it's been a lot of fun, so we'd love for you to hear those episodes. Follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at spinningoutpod. Gonna stress this one as well, so if you've been a weekly listener, then go leave a review right now. If you use Apple Podcasts, and leave 5 stars or even a review. If you use Spotify, then go follow our page and leave 5 stars as well. Definitely helps a lot. Like, a lot. Sarah recently released an album with her band Faye, and our band, Alright, has an LP that we dropped in 2020, so check both of those out. Just a little behind the scenes, we've recently taken Alright out of Hibernation, and expect new music from us next year. But more on that later. Okay, here we go. Let's chat with Sarah. Out, out, out with out, out, out with hey, Sarah. Hey, Josh. Hmm, uh, so what is.
1: This is menacing. Yeah,
0: I don't know what I did that for. Uh, I think I was trying to do something other than, the... so what are we talking about today? So. What do you think? Uh... This is a
1: Patreon episode?
0: Oh, no, this is public.
1: Uh... Yeah, you better watch your mouth. <laughs> yeah,
0: all right. Uh, okay, I love everything. I love everyone. And I hope that everyone does amazing.
1: I will be pulling no punches.
0: Ooh, okay, all right. So, we are talking about Juliana Theory's album, Emotion is Dead. This is their second album. Came out August ninth, 2000. And it came out on Tooth & Nail Records. And their producer was Barry Pointer. So, what I'll ask is, when was the first time you heard Juliana Theory or this album?
1: Um, I'm not sure when the first time was that I heard them. This is, like, this... Band is, like, canon to me. Oh, okay. Um, so... Okay. This is a band that I most definitely found out about from some sticker on some boy's car. Okay. Um, that I then, uh, would have gotten... At this point in time, um... So my brother, um, was, like, just going to college... And he is a computer science major. Um, he's always been, like, very good with, like, computers. Yeah. Um, so he used to, like, I used to just, like, basically come to him with, like, a list and be, like, download, please. <laughs> um And then he would just, like, download a bunch of stuff. That was
0: pretty early, too.
1: Yeah, this was, like, Napster and even a little bit, like, pre-Napster.
0: I wonder what was pre-Napster.
1: I don't know. I don't know how he was getting things. <laughs> I'm sure it was, like, torrent sites. Oh, yeah. You know? That stuff, like, definitely... He probably had someone in his, like, IRC community okay. who could, like, find things. I have uh, no idea. I don't know how he did things. He just, like, made the magic happen. And then he would, like, present me a burn CD and he used to, like, print out these, like, sticker labels
0: uh-huh. that would,
1: like, go on the CD and it would look like a CD, like, front or whatever. But it would have, like, all the tracks listed on it, which was, like, very cute. And then I would, oh. like, color them because they were... Whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I just made myself sound like a toddler, but whatever. Anyways, um... I had a CD of a bunch of songs that he downloaded for me that were from this album and also from the album before it, Understand This Is A Dream, and so it was very hard for me to pick between the two because both albums have, like, the biggest song to me on them, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But I think this one had, like, a few more of like the really
0: what what do you think is the big song on understanding is a dream
1: um understand this is a dream okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um dwayne joseph was huge the closest thing big constellation big
0: yeah i i think what was funny is i actually mentioned to um, Neil, my bandmate in Laplumer, I was like, "Oh, we're doing Juliana Theory," and it's like, "Which album?" And I was like, "Emotion is dead." And he's like, "Why aren't you doing to Understand This Is a Dream?" Like,
1: Neil's like, such a bitch. Yeah,
0: and I was like, "What's the kind of like What's the you difference?" Like Nag like someone's the,
1: album choice.
0: Yeah, and, um, I
1: mean, it could have just as easily been that one. It's so funny because I feel like Neil and I have a lot of like weird parallels in our like music history um of like the things that were like important to us and it always like weirds and it's not weirds me out that's not like the right way to say it but i just think it's like so funny because i feel like i would never guess that we had like a lot in common Mm -hmm. musically yeah but we do
0: yeah i mean um i yeah i was kind of surprised that this wasn't his favorite i i feel like it's like they're kind of just like different sides of the same coin i don't know if i'm using that that correctly i feel like it's like if you want kind of the rawer version but i feel like they're still kind of doing going for things that they realize more on this album emotion is dead
1: i think that's actually probably like it makes total sense to me that he likes the other album better uh-huh. because like it's a little more like loose
0: uh-huh.
1: and like you know work it out in the studio yeah you yeah. know what i mean yeah, yeah and i feel like that's like neil's lane and this album i guess feels more a little like planned
0: oh yeah for sure you know
1: and yeah. that's more of like your lane.
0: somewhat i feel like it's like uh, actually that's where i'm surprised i guess i'm not really surprised we do both seem to grab those records but like i feel like if i'm using him as a comparison i feel like neil doesn't always grab for like the more punky thing all the time he's Maybe not he really should just
1: like, have neil on the pod and talk to neil about no, Neil's opinions i don't want to do that
0: um but like so okay this emotion is dead does not feel like a like a punk record like it feels like they're going for something bigger but actually i mean usually i feel like on this podcast i do a thing where i'm like and eh, it wasn't but i didn't really have like an early connection with Jul- juliana theory like so i feel like i can take this record for what it is just looking back
1: you never listened to this band no not as really a young. I don't Joshy? Think,
0: no i think wow. that the only way i feel like it ties into the thing that i repeat myself in all the time the only thing i remember about juliana theory was oh that guy used to be in Zayo. that's the only thing <laughs> i feel like i ever remember i know i probably like my friend brandon probably liked juliana theory but like I think the reason he would have listened to them is because he was on, in Zayo. Who like, was in Zayo? Brett Detar.
1: Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, and
0: he was on like a really, just uh, where blood and fire bring rest. And what I remember about that album, more than Zayo themselves, is the sample that's from the movie The Prophecy.
1: Of course you do. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, Famously. And, uh, what's they. interesting is like, I listen to a lot of like Christian metalcore and stuff like that. But I never really had a big Zayo phase, like, and I don't know why that is, because I feel like I had friends that like Zayo, and it just didn't click for me.
1: Same, actually. You know,
0: and I, it doesn't make sense. Like, anytime I hear it, I'm like, I should have liked this, <laughs> you know?
1: I feel like, actually, I had, like, a pushback on Zayo, because I was just, like, specifically didn't want to listen to them, because I knew that they were a Christian band. Oh, okay. Which is funny, because I listened to a lot of other bands, like, not not knowing
0: mm-hmm yeah i, I think babazled. that well i mean like i don't know i mean this isn't metalcore discussion but it is interesting them having like that kind of at least with him which brett like is the band i guess we could say like like now when we look at it so on wikipedia it says rock duo yeah
1: on spotify their like artist picture is just two of them yeah
0: and the two of them being uh joshua I always want to say fielder but it's uh Feedler is uh so there's two joshes on this record so there's a josh kosker and joshua fiedler <laughs> i guess is how I, I even you can see where i had to re-spell yeah, his name because uh, it's fielder makes time, more time sense does. um you know so okay so it's just brett and josh is like who this band has become yeah which but, is like fine yeah and uh but the I feel like the band has always been, like, Brett. Yeah. You know, and... So the things that I was kind of reading about this album specifically is that they kind of wanted to purposely not really, like, approach it like a punk record. Like, I guess they felt like it was, like, still coming from that.
1: You know. Like, the way I am so far from ever considering this a punk record. Yeah. Like, I think if, they succeeded. If you asked me to describe this record, I never would have said, it's a punk record. Like ever
0: yeah they were
1: like it never even crossed my mind that it could be associated with being a punk record
0: they so when they were writing the songs they i think one of like the demo versions they were kind of like oh we can go even further so what they say and i don't know if this is almost like a revisionist thing with like interviews but you know they 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 were like we listened to a lot of like classic rock at the time to purposely kind of like put themselves in that head space to like not really reference, like, emo of the so
1: day.
0: That is so weird. I also think it's, like, I, I mean, I think it works because you're kind of thinking of those arrangements more than you're thinking of, like, what kind of emo arrangements or, like, punk and stuff of the time. Punk, I guess, in quotes, you know, kind of, like, emo slash things. Sure. You're you're probably thinking of, like, how to put songs together in a way that you're not, like, focused too much on, like, where distortion fits. You're trying to, like, think of the song as a whole, you know. Uh, But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like it still does fit in like what emo, indie, alternative rock kind of sphere. Right. But I do think that, I don't know, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself too much. I
1: feel like you are because I'm I'm like, I'm already in the middle of this
0: episode. I am
1: not with you. So let's
0: go back to you uh, having the Burn CDs. So I kind of want to know what the climate was with, do you feel like you had other friends that were listening to Juliana Theory?
1: No. No, actually, so I, like, distinctly remember, um, like, there's a song and, like, my brain is just still simply not working. Um, 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 oh, we're at the top of the world. Okay. And so I, like, distinctly remember putting that song on, like, a mix CD for, um, like, one of my best friends in high school. And I was like, oh, this is, like, us. Like, Mm -hmm. this song is us. And she was just kind of like cool (laughs) and i was like (laughs) it was i was like pissed i was like low-key mad because i was like no like you're not like listening to me like this is us and i feel like this is like also um like one of the reasons that like rachel and i like instantly bonded um when we first started hanging out because if either one of us were like this song is like, so us. The other one was like, Oh my God, this song is so us. This is us. We are at the top of the fucking world. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Was this friend, was it Emily? No. Okay. I was just trying to think of, I'm um, like, would Emily have liked this record? Uh, like, I think Emily know, liked this band. Yeah. Cause I feel like she was in that world. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Like it's I don't know, just kind of, like, thinking of, like, the time and thinking about, like, what people would have been into. The only thing I could, like, kind of find about, like, how this record did was... So, okay, so understand this is a dream and emotion. It it claims online that combined they sold 150,000 copies. That's a lot to me coming from, like, the world they come from, but I wonder... Combined
1: statistics. Interesting. Yeah,
0: that's a that's an interesting way to put it. So it's like, but I want to know. It's <laughs> so
1: weird. It's
0: a weird thing because, I mean, it's like. It's like,
1: I, I feel like that's insulting to both of them to lump them together. Yeah. That's really unfair. But. I'd like to talk to the editor.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wonder, like, did Tooth and Nail not keep track of that at a certain point? or just There's just no to, way.
1: They absolutely kept track of that.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, you know, so, so I don't know. I'm like, I thought it would have sold more. But also, that's good. I mean, it's, I mean
1: that is good, no doubt. Yeah. But just, like, very weird. Like, that's a pretty big number. They could just stand on their own. I don't know.
0: I guess it's like, does it... It's like if you take one or the other, then each doesn't look good, you know? Or, like, is it like 80, 80? I mean, that would be 160, but it's around the ballpark. It, it's an inter- It's an interesting way to show the numbers. You know, like, it's it's weird because first i, I don't started, like it. it it's strange um but i i don't know i'm trying to like think about so since you didn't have like a personal connection i guess from like a culture of it, you were just in a vacuum liking this
1: i mean no not like entirely like i feel like there were like other people i don't know
0: did you see them yeah and i saw them a
1: couple times
0: did you see them in like a small scale or like i saw
1: them at tremont on the big stage
0: okay and it was do you remember it being like a well-attended show yeah. and everything yeah do you feel like people were accepting of them in this era
1: yeah or oh, this okay. era yeah well i don't know i didn't see them in this era
0: i'm trying to or think Or
1: maybe i did I don't remember. I so I saw them in this era, and I definitely saw them again after Love came out. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah. Like people were into them for sure.
0: Yeah. I, it's like I know there's there's a lot of things they sound like, and there's a lot of things that they kind of feel like they could fit with. Like, they even like they did some dates. I think with with the previous record, they did dates with Elliot, which makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah, it makes tons of sense. And um, then when this record came out, it was compared to Clarity a lot, which makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And also, I'm like, you know, they said the thing about, like, classic rock and whatnot, but I'm like, were they also kind of like a post-Clarity record? You know, like, is this, do you, you know, I I don't know. I mean, or it's, it's sort of like the same influences that, jimmy world would have had just because kind of everyone was kind of dipping in the same influences kind of age group wise would that have informed
1: when in 2000 did this come out
0: this came out august 29 2000 and i believe clarity was like february 1999
1: well i mean if we're referring to music in a pre-clarity versus (laughs) post-clarity world which i am certainly a fan of um, this is like I feel like far enough from that to be considered post clarity.
0: Yeah, and I think that what I mean by that is you know maybe I'm covering. It's my like tracks. far enough
1: away to be like influenced Influence, by clarity. Yes. Yeah, I totally know what you mean by that. But yeah, I mean that's a whole year and a half. Like that's enough time to to like let that work into your brain for sure.
0: Yeah, but like,
1: I- do I think that it is? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and if it sounds sort of like a negative thing, it's it's not because I think that in my head, and this could be a distance thing, I feel like Clarity potentially allowed bands that wanted to kind of like go for it more to kind of give that license to do that. Yeah,
1: I find it like funny that you say that because to me, I'm like anything that could put anything I made like in the orbit of being compared to Clarity is like good that's a yeah but
0: i wonder if in a sense like if you had a peers band that because it's like they're a band at the same time if people were just like clarity clarity you'd probably get annoyed oh, so
1: like it. people comparing my band to kayatana
0: yes but which even, i
1: still take as a major compliment it's
0: a compliment but i feel like there's tight okay so imagine like uh That first Cayetana record, and you released your record a year after, but then you have to hear people say it's an influence, but then you're like, we were writing songs at the same time. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's basically, like, my experience. Um, Yeah,
0: I guess even, yeah, definitely with, like, the Faye EP, it was kind of a...
1: And, like, but I'm fine with that.
0: Yeah. I feel like I would be annoyed by it.
1: Well, you're a hater.
0: (laughs) But also, it's like, there's always something, usually in an era of music, there's something in the era error that air, i feel like air. well era air. and air that <laughs> i feel like people that things that are, people are referencing as a culture we're referencing a lot of similar things yeah because like they they did this thing online and i don't know if it's like a wikipedia retelling of it but they could have said this they were like oh we were influenced by like iron maiden and i think they said radiohead and it's like yeah sure but it's like you <laughs> know it's you? like It it's sort of like it feels like one of those things where it's it's just like you pick a general band and you say you're in. I hate that.
1: Like as someone who is like recently just in an album cycle, people love to ask you like what you were influenced by. Like what is this record influenced by? And it's like, bitch, I do not know. Yeah. Like it's influenced by mental illness. (laughs) Would you like anything else, you could draw your own conclusions? I have no idea. But it's true, like I have no clue what influenced like, the way I write, I, yeah. I don't know. I try to, like, figure that out all the time, but, like, I don't know.
0: Well, another thing, too, with it being, because I listened to an interview, I believe um, it was on Washed Up Emo. Like This might have been, like, five years ago now. But Brett was on there talking about, I, I believe this, this is what, how I remember it. Um, essentially, they kind of, a lot of the conversations of Washed Up Emo will be, like, a band deciding if they want to be on Tooth and Nail or not and so like with hopes fall it was like they just kind of didn't want to c- always be considered a christian band even though they were christians so i think then like what i remember is like brett saying that essentially they just they didn't want to like give up the idea of knowing that right off the bat they were going to have like certain a numbers
1: fan base yeah built-in yeah. fan
0: base and a built-in distribution system that was just going to put them at a better position than like whatever the alternative was at that point and they were like not willing at that point to kind of like take that i guess leap of faith not to you know
1: it's like like, i totally get that it's so funny to like think of that from the perspective of like a fan versus a person in the band because like that makes complete sense to me why you would feel that way and be like well i don't want to be like pigeonholed as like a christian band um or like i do want this built-in fan base but like for me, from my perspective, I was, like, thank you to, like, every band that decided to, like, go that route, I guess, since that's, like, definitely something that they had to decide to do. Because, like, I was then allowed to, like, have that CD. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it was, like, this was, 2000 was, like, probably when, like, that kind of started changing. And definitely by the time I was 16, I was just, like, buying whatever I wanted because I was taking myself to the store to buy it. But, like... If, like, I asked for something for, like, my birthday or whatever, if my parents could get it at the Christian bookstore, there was, like, a way higher chance that I was going to get that.
0: Yeah, almost like they would happily go get it. Yeah exactly. it. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get that.
1: It was, like, a gift to me that they decided to do that. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, I can under- I feel like my parents just didn't want to buy me anything, so I never had an experience with, like, Christian bookstores, you know? Like, like getting CDs there because it was just, like... My, my parents yeah.
1: were desperate for me to continue my pursuit of godliness yeah my parents they were like she's slipping yeah my parents somebody needs to for do as junction. much as they
0: cared about it like my dad kind of makes this joke which i know is like rooted in actual truth where he'll be like if i would have known that you wouldn't have stayed christian i wouldn't have kind of kept telling you to like think for yourself you know that's
1: so fucked <laughs>
0: it's such a weird thing to say um and i think it like to him it's a joke but then i'm like well in a way i'm like thank you but then i'm like you could have like picked up things from the christian bookstore and who knows you know you could have been yeah. more supportive in that way yeah you know and so so all that to say like i understand that kind of like uphill it, like, it just it's a little bit more of an uphill battle for a fan of the music and also probably as a obviously as a band because yeah from that interview it was just like we are off the bat with that day one we've already sold let's say two thousand copies probably even more, way more than that but let's right. just give it a number and yeah. it's just like without that you're like would we sell it's a gamble. those yeah it's a
1: huge gamble because you're like i think we are good enough to like stand on our own as like our own individualist band yeah. with like no caveats or like asterisks but like mm.
0: Yeah, I think like why well,
1: take that gamble?
0: And then if you're thinking about okay, so let's say Tooth and Nail Solid State had the agreement, and then there's 2,500 copies on day one, or just in every Christian bookstore, and then but also 2,500 copies are day one in Best Buy, that's 5,000 copies. Yeah, so you didn't have to really do shit, and you've sold that. Yeah. If you're not on Tooth and Nail, then you only have 2,500. Right. I, you know, just making the numbers.
1: Right, but, like, okay, so this is, like, the same thing as, um, so, like, when I think about bands signing contracts with labels, Mm -hmm. right, um, which this, this is actually exactly the same thing, because that's what we're talking about, um, but it's, like, everyone's, like, don't, like, don't let the label, like, have control of your masters, Mm -hmm. which, like, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, but you're, like, a band that's basically, like, nobody, um, and you're like, I can let this label have control of my masters and like maybe gain like some level of popularity or I can like turn them down and like self-release it and like retain my masters, but like also maybe still make $0 off of that, Yeah. you know? And so it's like a calculated decision either way I don't know what I'm trying to say No, other I, than yeah. like I just draw similarities
0: no I get it in a sense like it's it's kind of the same thing but it's like you know remember when the Martin Sc- Screlly like collect thing happened yeah. and like he was just giving money this was even before people knew it was Martin Screlly but it was like We will buy you a van right we own your masters but here's a van right so many bands were like we are getting a new van how many years of the life of that band did that ensure essentially right because they were like not only that
1: but like your next band
0: yeah yeah which we saw a lot of people do (laughs) right um so it's like you're like damn i you know on paper i thought i you know at the time i feel like a lot of people publicly didn't know that they were signing a deal with the quote-unquote devil but it's like in hindsight you kind of did well even if did, they knew
1: but... who he was no one really knew how shitty he was at that yeah, point yeah no one knew which is like fine but it is the same thing of like signing with the label and it's like i mean if some label was like we'll give you twenty thousand dollars and we own your masters like i'm never i don't know maybe this maybe i need to have more like confidence in like the things that i make but i'm like i'm never gonna make twenty thousand yeah. dollars so like yeah let me have it
0: i think it's it's kind of like easy for bands and this isn't because this kind of goes into like almost the victory conversation it's like you can have a lot of confidence in hindsight but it's really hard to have confidence when no one has expressed interest. Some people just do. Yeah I mean that's crazy and good for them. Yeah. You know that's wild and awesome. You know like if you were just like I knew I was gonna get here that's like that's. Like some people just
1: truly believe they're gonna succeed at everything that they do which is like amazing. I would love to experience that for a day. Maybe. One day. Can you
0: imagine just like just like you're just like I feel like that's a lot of times when I played video games, especially when I like rented them. Um like I didn't own a lot of video games when I was a kid, so I'd rent them and figure out the cheat codes because I wanted to like experience the game more cuz I only had it for like 3 days. And so it's almost like when you it's like you're putting on a cheat code for life, you know? You just go through life with like confidence and you're just i can succeed at uh, like this. when you
1: give like an infinite life code or something yeah, yeah.
0: and you're just like that's what confidence is yeah. yeah i think this is saying a lot more about us than it is juliana theory but that's probably the position that bands like this are in and you just say of course tooth and nail you know
1: i mean not of course i would understand either way yeah either option i see a lot of pros and cons
0: so okay so like you were saying though like you almost could have picked one record or the other, like emotion is dead. But what is the true answer? Is it really like a toss up with, with this with you or.
1: I mean, I really, this, this one definitely has like more of the songs that like hit hard with me. Yeah. And I feel like this is a dream.
0: Even someone that kind of had to go back and forge more relationship with it. Um, really because of you, like you would listen to Juliana theory, like, but in some ways, probably a hot take. I was, I'm i probably going to re- regret saying this. Um, I feel like I would mentally grab for Juliana Theory over Jimmy World.
1: That is interesting. <laughs> that is interesting. And we're going to talk about that later.
0: Um, I feel that this is a stronger record for me than Clarity.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think that's a wonderful compliment, Josh. Yeah. I really do. But that is not the case for me. Like, I love this record so much, but like... Clarity is like, mm, there are only a couple albums that rival that.
0: And I think what that really is, is like, I don't feel like I'm in a lot of situations where people are putting on Juliana Theory in the the same volume that they are Jimmy Eat World. Sure. So I think not. I say that as like, it's like whatever movie it is, you're like, oh, I'm going to reach for this because people are playing it less, you know, kind of thing like uh yeah
1: we love an underdog
0: yeah i yes i'm always like pro underdog which is interesting to kind of think of them as an underdog juliana theory but i yeah
1: i mean i think definitely in comparison to jimmy world like jimmy world has had like pretty massive commercial success and juliana theory just never really like burst into that bubble but i think the thing is like it could have been them like Mm -hmm. they could have
0: yeah like all the pieces are there and all the talent is 100 percent there I think like really it. the
1: the worst thing that happened to them is they stopped.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. So, I mean, I think it's just undeniably true. Like, But it'd be interesting to think, like, if they hadn't, what those years in the in-between would have been. <laughs> probably not amazing. I mean, on paper.
1: I mean, the thing is, yeah. they stopped for a reason. Yeah. So if they hadn't stopped, yes. It probably wouldn't have been, like, their best output. But if they, like had i don't know jimmy world is such like a unique thing like it's got like the same band members they've been all in the band the entire time they seem like they like genuinely all like each other i think when you like need to break up or like take a break if you don't then it's probably just going to be like the final end yeah instead of like a pause
0: true Um uh, yeah i i guess they also have like an interesting so, okay, so Brett said in a, in another interview that essentially he feels that they never had a good relationship with any labels that they were on. <laughs> oh. This is, like, from him, you know? And uh, so I guess that means, you know, tooth and nail. And then they after this, they went on to... They signed with Epic. And that record... So Love, I feel like, did okay or did well in our standards of what we think about i feel like it did well
1: yeah i but thought that record did well too
0: it was like basically not pushed by epic like epic just didn't put it on the radio or anything so any of the work that they did they like toured i think like 260 days after love came out and then just like hit the road right around that time they did warp tour so essentially like that high, you know that thing where it's like what we were saying a few minutes ago about bands that are like i'll just do the work and i know it'll come back to me In a sense, without really Epic's help completely, they just went on the road and just kind of like, well, we have this record that we can bring with us. And for, you know, for a few years after that, and then interestingly enough, and the reason I mentioned this is then they signed, after they eventually got dropped from Epic or decided to not work with Epic, um, they went to Abacus and they did like their last record before they broke up with them but i remember because this is actually i think the time that i really remember juliana theory being a thing because abacus was doing a lot of metalcore bands because they were like a subsidiary of uh like century media um with i think some kind of major label backing in terms of like how distribution worked and abacus folded <laughs> uh, i remember that being a big thing because it was like a big restart to a lot of kind of sort of legacy bands at the time and Abacus was like a label that it was like Century Media did all the heavy bands and Abacus was doing still some heavy stuff. So it's I'm, I'm not really sure what the point of Abacus was, but I think it was like it was just branded slightly different than Century Media. Sure. And there was a different team. Um, like I know Ray Harkins from A Thousand Words or Less podcast. He like worked for Abacus. But for whatever reason, I think the money was just taken away from Abacus. And that's so I think the record they put out on Abacus.
1: It just didn't have anything behind it yeah tragic so, yeah so so it's they, honestly like that sucks yeah sucks that like really, really sucks
0: yeah so yeah so in 2001 they signed epic uh love came out 2003 love and then uh, the one after that that's the one i always forget the name of i think it has like a the one uh, after love the sweet heartbeat deadbeat sweet heartbeat <laughs> that's the one that came out on abacus that
1: one so i feel like that one was a few years later when was that mm-hmm.
0: That was two thousand and five.
1: That was two thousand five.
0: And love came out two thousand and three.
1: Yeah. So that is um, that's the problem there. Those two years, my like music path switched to like heavier stuff, and so I never listened to that.
0: Yeah, but two thousand five album. Yeah, in two thousand five, I definitely was like pretty rooted in like heavy music, but also. I think I I feel like I remember looking at it like I remember like seeing it in ads and being curious about it
1: I don't even remember seeing anything about it yeah
0: but then like abacus folded and I remember that more than like anything else that came on an abacus wow yeah so when he says like didn't have a great relationship but with love and I know we're we're not talking about that record it was produced by Jerry Harrison of Talking Heads so they were like People were betting on Julianity. Yeah. It was
1: that was a good record. Like yeah. I also own that record. Like I liked it a lot. It also we could have been talking about that right now.
0: Do you feel like because and this is just once again like having that distance from it? Do you think the artwork on Love hurt love? Um, or would people have No, I think
1: it much? was like very of the time.
0: Yeah. Because I remember I it kind of being busy. I'm gonna like look I remember it, up. it being kind of busy and also not really telling you what it yeah.
1: was. Yeah, no, it's it's like in my opinion, it's giving Incubus.
0: Okay, well, that's the thing though. Okay, did the people that I think this is always Juliana theories' problem. I say this as someone who's not really a successful artist. So anyone listening, please just disregard me. Um, so just doing a thought exercise um did they always try and market themselves slightly out of the realm that they were accepted in
1: oh like maybe were they cursed to be a band that wanted to sound different than they actually did or like wanted to
0: yes and no because i think that potentially by even at the standards of where they were on tooth and nail being once again if we're putting them in jimmy at world camp is that slightly outside of the comfortability of your typical tooth and nail You know
1: what? I wonder if, like, choosing to go with Tooth and Nail really did hurt them in that regard. I know I'm just reframing what you're saying as you're, like, looking at me like you're just going to strangle me. But, like, okay, so, like, what if Jimmy World had signed with Tooth and Nail?
0: I think that they're, I think you're right in the sense that I think, (sighs) the only thing I can think of a comparison for is Tribunal Records. And any any person of that time frame would have killed to be on tribunal records. I remember that I had a conversation with the Kill Whitney Dad guy, which sounds like I'm making this up, and it sounds so stupid now in hindsight. (laughs) Where the guy was like, "Uh, "Record something with Jamie King, like record like a single, and let's talk." And we thought that basically meant we were on tribunal, and like that would have. And you
1: still didn't go record Jamie King. We didn't fucking do it. Like we're so (laughs) stupid.
0: But like the kind of the talk. Of the time would be like essentially you could get signed a tribunal and that'd be great but you would never grow past tribunal you know oh, <laughs> just yeah. funny because we're talking about metalcore bands but the the idea of the curse is there i feel like it's like once you kind of get pigeonholed in tooth and nail can you think of any tooth and nail all. bands that grew out of it
1: um juliana
0: theory is the best example
1: Further Seems Forever was a tooth and nail band. Yes or no?
0: I'm not 100% on that, you know. Um, but, you know, because I didn't do the research on them. What do you mean? Episode. You didn't do the research on I've, every band I, was I know? To, yeah, I, I don't know. But that would be interesting. So if that's true, they're the one. <laughs> they're they're the example. Because when I think of, I don't want to go too far on the tribunal thing because I feel like there's holes with it. Uh, there's not that many examples. I feel like of bands that kind of were able to grow out of that um, because I think it kind of becomes a label, in a sense that it's it's hard to kind of like shake. I get that. Yeah. So. So okay. So back to the thought of love then.
1: Yeah. Further Seems Forever was on Tooth and Nail.
0: Okay. Interesting um but you know i think what ends up being the reason that further scenes forever kind of gets remembered differently is probably all chris caraba no doubt you know and not that's not i mean i i love further scenes forever but it's like i think if like brett detar had a very successful solo career um in ways i think he did and we'll get to that um in a way of, like, actually playing big rooms and things. Sure, in
1: the same way that Chris Caraba has with yeah. Dashboard.
0: Then I think that we would be talking about Juliana Theory differently, potentially.
1: Or his
0: fame could have grown in a way that he didn't really need to talk about Juliana Theory in that way.
1: I mean, I think this is such, like, a
0: it's all fantasy football or not this is even fantasy football well, i'm thinking <laughs> it's fantasy. it's just football.
1: fantasy josh yeah not it's fantasy, just fantasy. Football.
0: still in my head fantasy football has like orcs like that.
1: i feel like that's a bad elves. comparison because like i feel like the juliana theory could have gotten very big on their own right
0: yeah if well, like
1: things were different
0: which is sure. like i mean i know
1: you know i mean
0: I, really a lot of this podcast is essentially like the what if kind of comic book series saying it's like it's like It didn't happen, so it didn't, but potentially if it did, could it be this?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, (laughs) it's, it's, I think, yes. Okay, here's the, you were looking for the term armchair football, perhaps, instead of fantasy football. football.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Um, okay, so around the time that this actual album came out, they toured with Something Corporate on like a co-headlining tour. Track, so it's kind of like just to put in perspective, like what they were doing off the string. Is it because both
1: bands had keys? I feel like that's <laughs> probably,
0: rude, probably, probably. I feel uh, like that's true, yeah. And I guess, okay, so I guess let's go back to just the meat of what this album is. We've done so much what if around it, okay. Um, I don't, I, okay, do you want my criticisms of this record?
1: I mean, eventually,
0: <laughs> okay, um, because. My criticisms that I'll tell you in a few minutes aside, I think that I would put this in the canon of, like, perfect record.
1: This is not a perfect record.
0: It's not a perfect record because of my criticism.
1: (laughs) Okay. So you are saying that, like, if the things that I don't like about this record were not there, this would be a perfect record.
0: Yes. And once again... (laughs) If I
1: liked every single thing about this record, it would be perfect. Well,
0: I don't i don't dislike any of the actual songs that are on this record okay my criticisms with the record are the same criticism i have with every fucking episode that we do is this is too long and it's too long because of the electronic tracks are too long on this i like the concepts i like the vibe that it puts on the record but the fact that like uh emotion is dead part two is oh wait sorry um wait this is your life or which what's, what's the one that's like nine minutes long <laughs> is that i think that's the way you life. and
1: i consume music is so different josh it's so different so the
0: first time you get like an, a sort of electronic kind of vibe song is emotion is dead the titular track but you know part one um it it feels like one of those things where it's an interlude and that's cool and fun on an album but it ends up being like four minutes of like a feeling you know and so i'm like i know it seems crazy but i think you could cut that song and it not really mess up the flow of the actual songs on the record
1: um the song you were actually referring to is you always say good night good night okay um, yeah and also the other thing that i think is interesting about that song is like the first time i heard phoebe bridger's this is the end mm-hmm like, where they just, like, get all, like, shreddy and she's just, like, yelling at the end. I was like, this is a Juliana theory thing.
0: That would be interesting if that's in... At least even in the back recesses of her mind, if that was ever... That was, thought.
1: like, my immediate thought, which is, like, very funny. I love yeah. this song. I think it's great. I think it's annoying and overbearing, and I just love it.
0: I feel like it would be... Okay, so the with it being, like, nine-minute song comparing it to Clarity, it makes me think of Goodbye Sky Harbor. Yeah. That was
1: like a thing at this time. Yeah.
0: But it's like, was there some rule? I wish someone could tell me. Was there some rule that your record had to be over 45 minutes at this time? This is
1: making me think of John's tweet from just one day ago that said something like who says we can't make a 10 minute
0: song while they're
1: like recording this weekend. I (laughs) am
0: totally cool with There being 10 minute long songs, but I still feel like albums don't need to be over 45 minutes.
1: See, like, okay. When like, I feel like you listen to albums and are like, I can't wait for this to be over. And like, I listen to albums and I'm like, I wish this never ended.
0: But it's sort of like, I try and think of it at the confines of like that product itself. And I don't think that those tracks really add anything to the whole scope of the record I
1: disagree, I really enjoy them
0: But I think your feeling of them Would be the same if it was 5 minutes As opposed to 9 minutes and 30 seconds
1: I mean I feel like this song Isn't even one of the ones you're talking about
0: Like You talking... always say goodnight So basically Emotion is Dead part 1 and 2 Those are like and the interlude things Yeah I, just don't, I think essentially you could cut All three of those tracks And the record is like unfuckwithable
1: interesting
0: i think the songs that the actual songs on this record are there's not a bad song
1: except for those three
0: but they're not really songs they're like vibes you know Mm,
1: agree to disagree
0: i think that they do the feeling of it on the record would complement the record well i just think in a sense like even emotion is dead is like four and a half minutes i believe and it's like a two minute interlude would be i
1: wonder Okay, so like you are saying this as someone who has like all music at your fingertips, Uh you can listen to like whatever you want, whenever you want. So you're like ready for something to be over because you can just play the next thing.
0: I don't in like a CD
1: world. Do you do you think you would appreciate a longer album more than you do in like a digital streaming world?
0: I did in a sense that I feel like if this when i was a kid if i i would have potentially bought this because i had 13 tracks i feel like then i feel like i'm getting it's more value for bang my, for your buck yeah, yeah yeah but i also potentially would have just skipped the interlude tracks while listening to it
1: you wouldn't have been like i paid for
0: these uh the first few lessons but as i listen to it like the whole summer or something i feel like i would start skipping mm. you know interesting um uh, but that that's like I feel like my only kind of criticisms of it, like I can't think of anything else I would cut, and also that would trim this down to a very slim record. I think it would end up being, like in thirties, like thirty-five minutes, which is or fine, something like that. Which I think that's great. like
1: ideal for you at this point.
0: Yeah, I think, but it's also I feel like with attention spans, like myself, but also everyone, like I feel like that's a good space to be in. Like you're not I'm hurting gonna... anything
1: i'm gonna say that i don't think that matters in terms of attention span and whatever i think people's attention span is about four songs right now
0: oh, okay but also i feel like you know the conversation ends up being like people are like no one wants to listen to eps and i'm like well you got to pick a lane then
1: no you don't actually everyone just wants to listen to playlists on spotify
0: oh true but you know if we could all be so lucky um we, we are we are all lucky We are all so lucky <laughs>
1: We're so lucky
0: um, Okay So wh- Okay What are your thoughts on the record? Revisiting it
1: Oh I loved it
0: No notes No
1: notes <laughs> I don't feel like I ever really stopped listening to it like, No I don't think you did it, I might not have listened to it in like the last year um, Because I've just been listening to like different stuff lately But Yeah I never really stopped listening to this band or this album
0: What's, what's crazy about my critique of it is I would also listen to an EP that were just those electronic tracks. Yeah. Like, it's Pick not that lane, I don't Josh. like Pick it. A lane. I don't like it for the sake of the record. But it, it doesn't not fit or anything. It's just kind of like.
1: We've come a long way from this is a perfect record.
0: Yeah, true. <laughs> um, It just makes it too long. Uh, it feels like it starts to kind of like drag near the end, and that's not how I feel like 12 tracks in. I actually,
1: I like that because I feel like we're going to bed at the end of the album.
0: I I get it. And because they say
1: goodnight and I'm easily suggestible.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like even like, honestly, for even like uh, clarity, I think Goodbye Sky Sky Harbor like goes too long. You know.
1: Josh, you're on thin ice. I
0: know. I'm going to get like rocks thrown at me. (laughs) So with this being a tooth and nail record, do you get a sense that any of this album is Christian at all?
1: No, but, like, I don't think that that was the thing. Like, you just had to be, like, Christians in the band.
0: But I don't feel like there's anything not Christian. But, like, God
1: knows that you're worshiping him, Josh.
0: Mm, Do you think God knew if they were worshiping him? Do you think that they were worshiping God with this? Bro,
1: I don't know. That's a question for them. That's (laughs) the thing is it's, like, I don't know. We've, like, joked about this before. I mean, like, we should just start, like, a Christian rock band and get on the church circuit and, like... I mean, I guess that's the same thing as like signing with tooth and nail. You're like, oh, built in, built in circuit. Great. Built in people who will care. And like, I think it would be really easy because like we both have that background. So we like can fake it really well. Or like, not, I don't know. Fake it, not fake. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to be like disrespectful, but like, you know what I mean. Fake it.
0: I mean, I think in certain ways it's like, it is like, you know, your band isn't. You're like, I, we're not a Christian band because we're not explicitly, like, writing these songs to praise God, but we are But that's, like, Christians. the thing, like,
1: if you're a Christian, like, God knows when you're praising him, even if you're not saying it. That's, like, what they say. That's why rock music is okay.
0: But I did kind of have a theory. Okay. And it says... Uh, Was it a
1: Juliana theory?
0: <laughs> um, so do you think that something isn't right here is a song about premarital sex?
1: oh interesting say more
0: so okay so something isn't right here in this world called confusion you gave it all away before you could lose it
1: i always thought that was about money
0: i thought maybe it was about something isn't right here on the ground you never said goodbye you die you chose to carry on a lie something isn't right here you've gone and left me on the ground
1: i don't think so
0: I mean, if I guess if I'm saying that as I read it, I think the song might be about not masturbating.
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about?
0: It's from this the is POV. So it's from strange. the. It's from the priest. This
1: is so fucking insane, Josh. <laughs> it's from the POV. What is going on? Of
0: your. oh uh, now I'm gonna make it gross, so I'm not gonna go there. Stop it. Um, well, that was my thought, but as I read the lyrics more. <laughs> That was the closest... I say all that to say that was the closest I could feel on the album that anything was Christian. <laughs> okay. And I th- I don't think I'm right Did you there. Google it? Uh, I Googled the lyrics. Uh, I did Google, is it a, a Christian record? And then it just kind of starts pulling up tooth and nail. Um, so it doesn't really like answer it. But a lot of the stuff is so... Relationship-wise, but not even a relationship in a... It's clearly about, like, a partner. Sometimes there's a relationship things in, like, Christian bands where it's, like, it could, it could be inferred that it's about God.
1: Josh, you didn't look it up on songmeanings.net?
0: No, I didn't.
1: Every good millennial knows to do that.
0: Then what are they saying on song? I'm meanings?
1: looking it up right now.
0: Hmm. But, you know, a lot of Christian records, I feel like, have that kind of vibe of, like, it can be inferred about God. But I'm not, I don't, I'm just saying I'm not getting that vibe here. Like, I feel like this is, like, I'm assuming if he's writing from his viewpoint that this is like about like a partner, there's even parts of this record that almost feel like,
1: all right, we got 22 comments,
0: a divorce or something. It's what the vibe of this record is, but not, not a divorce record in the sense of like domestica, but it's sort of like, I guess it's just simply like a relationship gone astray.
1: Okay. I'm going to read you some of these. There seems to be a story behind the words. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, this song is depressing but it's good
0: yeah um thank you
1: okay uh this song makes me think of that weird point in a relationship where you know you're gonna break up or maybe you think you are or just after you've broken up and the two of you don't know what to do hate each other be awkward friends who knows life is crazy people are worse lol
0: so that's okay (laughs) well i mean but that's like then this record is there i'm on tour a lot and my relationships are falling apart record
1: maybe i mean it's timing in their like career the right time to be starting to experience all of that yeah um when it, your partners are like you're not like successful enough and you're gone too much yeah and you're like fuck you support me
0: yeah so do you think are do you think we're I know, if you have more to add about that it feels like people are kind of giving obvious kind of uh, most about. people
1: are just saying that they love this band so
0: no kind of thoughts on its christianity
1: no thoughts on find. christianity or premarital sex um oh, i think this was written about a friend slash girlfriend that committed suicide
0: well that's pretty dark i mean it is clearly like i
1: could see that from I mean, a
0: sad perspective of a relationship so relationship could be friendship and blah 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 um so okay to kind of take us back to something we mentioned earlier do you think we're right About the idea that this is, like, a band that never quite got over that hump.
1: Yeah, 1,000%. Yeah,
0: I'm just wondering if that's, like, a distance thing. It's, like, if they experienced it different at the time. But I think everything points to that's the case. Which kind of, like, makes me think of, like, where they went with, like, the... uh, So, you know, they reunited a couple years ago. Um, And they put out, like, the EP. Have you listened to that? ep a dream away
1: uh y- i don't know
0: so okay actually there's two different i'm terms.
1: sorry i just need to read more comments <laughs> okay this is important um okay so someone said some people don't realize this band is a, is a christian band my guess is the song's about jesus dying for their sins
0: it could be that's a stretch but i see or the, premarital the dying sex yeah the dying um, okay, thing yeah
1: here's this is another go on uh this is the first song i heard by them i loved it even though my girlfriend says it sounds like backstreet boys oh well i'll forgive her this once hee hee anywho love this song hey blinky <laughs>
0: <laughs> so okay so they're saying essentially okay so there are certain to reduce it to like sounding like backstreet boys is like basically saying <laughs> that anytime anyone has he's, vocal he's harmonies like, yeah pretty much it's just you hear beach boys and you're like is this backstreet boys <laughs> Like just like if you just do anything pop, it's just the history of pop. There is a lot of pop, but all music is pop in that regard, you know? And there are some certain aspects I think to this album that I think like it feels like a band taking a big swing, but it also like doesn't feel, it doesn't feel manufactured. Like it feels like they were... I mean, it's just very well mixed. Like it's crazy. It's still sounds really good yeah as a record like a lot of these records kind of end up sounding kind of bad yes um but i'm like whatever choices they made like were very smart in the long run which i don't know how you would know that i guess you're just lucky um you know i like a lot of like heavy records from which this isn't feel like i'm like what was anyone thinking like things that came out in like warner brothers and you're like was this cool at the time to just make your record sound like this but this feels like classic you know so I'm saying. What is love.
1: it? Is it classic or is it cool?
0: Um, it's probably more. I mean, can can it be both? No. Okay. You then it's more one. classic. <laughs> okay. Uh, which I think is the better in the long run.
1: More so. like um, Iron Maiden. And
0: <laughs> yes. uh... I guess in that sense of what, but that's like it's so like, I think there is a timelessness that iron maiden has to me personally so i guess sure. i can see that yeah you know there's a way of producing i tried to actually think about it in the context yeah, of iron that's, maiden okay but i'm like that you're just doing a history of rock music which i think they were that's what they were trying to do with this like it's a this is a history of rock music
1: sure the this this is...
0: keyboard is here and bass is here okay blah 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 <laughs> so so actually okay so they have a EP or it's actually a collection and they re-recorded songs from their catalog. Mm. And they put that out. But they also did like an EP I think last year. And someone told me that they thought it sounded like Imagine Dragons, but I'm like oh, I no. don't I don't know if that's true i i don't that know that can I,
1: mean so many things
0: but that's also the thing where someone's like is that the same as the person being like oh it sounds like backstreet boys
1: <laughs> if i was describing this band of my brother i would say they sound like one republic
0: i mean does it not <laughs> i mean like can you say that and be correct in a even if you're in, in like it.
1: explaining it to my brother way i feel like that is correct yeah like there are enough elements that sound the same that like that's a good point of reference for him
0: well it's like they they have always been a band that use like they use drum machines they use keyboards they use so in that sense there it's like yeah i'm right you're just like like when people are like what do you sound like and you just go like i don't know green day you just like <laughs> want them to leave you alone you're like yeah we sound like one republic and they're like okay cool you know and you just like go about like that's <laughs> I what hope it,
1: you start telling people that i'm just gonna band. start
0: telling people we sound like imagine dragons because it's like it doesn't feel like you're really <laughs> telling anyone anything you know
1: is this how you get really popular?
0: I think it's like, okay, sure. Maybe it sounds like Imagine Dragons, but it's like you're just trying to make a record for 2022. Sure. So wouldn't everything kind of sound like Imagine Dragons if you're, you know? Sounds like know. a rock band. I, it just it feels like the comment of, my girlfriend said it sounded like Backstreet Boys. <laughs> like, it's like it doesn't mean anything. Um,
1: maybe it meant she really liked it.
0: It could have very well been, like, you know. But that's funny too. Like if she liked it a lot and she's like, I like it because it sounds like Backstreet Boys. And then he was like, I don't want this anymore. You know? Um, So, okay. So I kind of hinted at it a little bit. So after, after the band broke up in 2006, Brett went on to kind of like, he had a solo career. Have you listened to any of the solo I have.
1: It's been a long time.
0: And um, it's kind of like, he looks like he kind of like rebranded himself to be like, country musician guy Mm -hmm. and uh at first i was like did this record do well i couldn't like because it just didn't have a lot of information but what i found out is a lot of those songs from those solo albums like were on like a bunch of tv shows like nashville and like that's what's like you know there there were a bunch i didn't write them down but like almost every it felt like smallville and Mm -hmm. like everything from that era is like
1: he had it was
0: like more than five and i was like holy shit so i'd be like that was a success yeah but i think that kind of success in that way really feels like it kind of changed his trajectory in an interesting sense that it's like i can be successful in a way that's not the tour model Mm -hmm. you know not like rely on radio and you know like i guess it's his own
1: personal covid
0: yeah i guess yeah before in like 2010 um (laughs) and he still seems to be like working in that realm. And so he became a film composer Go and off. he does a bunch of film scores for like horror movies now.
1: That's really cool. Yeah. And that truly is the dream. It actually. really is
0: the dream. Like he, so, okay. So his first movie that he did the music for was this horror movie called, uh, devil inside. Have you seen it? Uh, I have not. Um, and he also did the music for, uh, it's called W-E-R. Or it might be Where I assume maybe it's about a werewolf. <laughs> but, um, and then he did the music for Brom's Boy 2. I've seen Boy. <laughs> okay. Uh, and it's almost like a, it's like a evil doll movie. Okay. I haven't seen the sequel. And then he did another horror movie called Separation. And he did the music for Orphan First Kill, which is the sequel to Orphan, well, do you remember the movie Orphan? No, it's no, about I don't. this little girl who goes to live with these people. She's an orphan, and they find out that she's not actually like a ten-year-old.
1: Oh, she's like an adult. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I do yeah. remember that movie. So they
0: this year, they made a prequel to that movie, which has the same actress, but she plays the younger version of herself now.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: So she's like whatever, like. 30 something now but then they do a bunch of like those lord of the rings perspective shots where it makes her look shorter but sometimes it's just straight up like she still looks pretty young but it's a wild movie (laughs) but to see that he did it it was like it's one of those movies where i would be like this might not be a good movie but you should 100 percent watch it but also i feel like they (laughs) made the movie knowing that it was just going to be bonkers Uh, Yeah. so all that to say he did the music for that movie and that's amazing to me. Like, so much respect.
1: A full circle moment.
0: Yeah. So, I don't, I, like, I don't know where else I'm going with it. I guess, like, if we think about, like... Uh, so, since you never stopped listening to this record...
1: Never. I've never... I've been listening to this every single second of my life.
0: <laughs> Pretty much. Um, did you have any kind of, like... Did anything change from, like, the last time you listened to it to this time? No. Any different... Okay.
1: Literally Nothing.
0: Um, I feel like I've known that I'm a fan of this record for like years now. Mm -hmm, And this, this just instilled, I know I had my slight criticisms, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I feel like with that, it's, it's a great record.
1: You like Love Better? No. No? That's surprising. I think this is their best record. Interesting. I thought for sure you would have liked that one better.
0: I don't know if I i don't think i've spent enough time with love i feel like i've spent the most time with their first two records
1: interesting this
0: one even more than the other but i did spend a lot of time with uh within like the past like what 15 years at this point now like i feel like i i developed a relationship with juliana theory
1: interesting i think that you should uh you should give a listen to love i think you would really like it
0: would you say that i would love it Welcome back. Thanks as always to Sarah for coming on the pod and expect another one before the end of the year. Like I mentioned at the top, check out our Patreon, that's patreon.com spinningoutpod. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month or more and you'll get an exclusive episode every week. Also, check out the newest album from Faye and also Sarah's other band. All right, we still have vinyl available, so pick that up on our band camps. Okay, next time we're talking with Tyler AC of the Tisberries. We talk about Spoon, so stay tuned for that. Follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at Spinning Out Pod. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and leave five stars on Spotify. And reviews always help. Thanks, as always, to Sarah Blumenthal for editing the pod. And that okay, see you next week.